You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody, welcome in. On a Wednesday, we say hello to you. Jim and Trent on the Big Talker 1700. Can always get in on the show at 264-1700. Great show today. Uh, coming up, Pat Hardy will join us, 420, allhawkeyes.com. All the information you need to know on the Hawks is at allhawkeyes.com with Pat Hardy. 440, Matt Norlander, CBS College Sports Covering Basketball. And then after that in the 5 o'clock hour, Cullen Clark from Big 12 Country will be our guest. How you doing, pal? You ready to go? I'm always ready, Jimmy B. I'm always ready to roll with you. And, yeah, kind of an interesting day in the world of sports. We get a change in the ranking system for college basketball, their metric that have been used for nearly 40 years. The RPI is no more, Jim Brinson. So Gone. It's gone. A different way to evaluate, a different way to, to look at the teams more of a move away from strictly scheduling components that are going to be used here. This is more analytical. We're moving into the 21st century. It only took 18 years to get there. But here we are, a different and hopefully better way to evaluate college basketball teams. You know, I hope it works, Trent. I really do. Uh, I'm sure we're still going to, you know, have teams that think they should be in, left out. Uh, We'll have some griping. We always have that. But I... Who knows? And they have, you know, a couple of different metrics that they're going to use now. But really, you have to still do pretty much the same things. A, you have to win. B, you have to play a reasonably decent schedule. C, you have to have victories on the road. And so has it changed really that much? Uh, the way that you look at it, because some of the metrics are still pretty much what they were with the RPI. Some of the differences here, uh, margin of victory will play a part of this. So yes. it, it is. I don't believe they went far enough for it. The top margin that you can have, it stops after 10 points. So I would have liked to see that number, maybe 15. You know, Jim, you could have a team that wins by 10 points, and it's not yeah. a blowout. It, it's not a game right. that... They look back upon and say, well, they just throttled them. You're up by four, a couple of free throws, a late breakaway dunk, and, and it's 10 by the end of it. I would have liked to see that number extended a little bit, but I get it. You know, the running up the score, we've heard that component talked about in college football back in the day when that was a big deal, when you're working for style points in season and for rankings back before we got the college football playoff. That was certainly bigger, but I, I just think this this makes sense. You're using... A bunch of different metrics, too. The RPI was a standalone, but now you're including things like ESPN's BPI, strength of record, Ken Palm, Jeff Sagarin, a bunch of different components that are being used here all together, and I think it's going to give yourself a truer representation of how teams should be ranked. Is it perfect? No, but I don't think there's any system that is perfect. As you know, Jim, I'm a big proponent of Ken Pomeroy. I, I think it is a metric that you can use very well to predict. But that is what it is. It is a predictive measure. When you look at the Vegas lines that come out each and every night for college basketball and into the next mm-hmm. day, when you're looking at those point spreads, the point spreads that the guys in Vegas put out or the guys down in the Caribbean put out are very similar to what you see with Ken Palm's numbers because 
That's what Ken Pomeroy is. That's where, what Sagarin is supposed to de- be. But, Jim, you also have to remember it's not just about being predictive. You do have to evaluate what teams have actually done. And though they might be a five-point underdog, even if the record says, you know what, this team, maybe it's inflated because of who they played, you still have to give some credence to what teams have actually done. I, I believe this is a nice marriage of the two different ways of measuring teams, evaluating teams, and let's hope this just works out better. Let's hope that this leads to better scheduling, better understanding, and a better way to measure teams. And more importantly, I think, Jim, is figuring out teams like Loyola last year. You know, we talked about it. If you and I would have got them in the quarterfinals and they had them on the ropes of the MVC tournament, they're not in the NCAA Mm -hmm. tournament. You lose to the number eight seed, you're not going to the big dance. We saw how good that team is. I'm hopeful that this metric will be used and we will be able to see the mid-majors get a real shot come Selection Sunday. You know, I'm I'm with you on that because from time to time, you and I both believe that some really good mid-majors get left out even though they have won an amazing amount of games, but they get upset in their tournament. And hopefully this will be some way where a team who is, what, 15 and 11, uh, in a big conference, maybe overall, and, and has an under 500 record in conference play, does not get in because a mid-major was much better. And you're absolutely right. Loyola is a perfect, perfect example of that. Trent, wasn't it a, a little while back, like several years now, was it, and help me out here, because I know the schools have changed their names from time to time. Was it Missouri State that won like 29 games or something and did not get in? They didn't remember win, that? They didn't win that many games, but their RPI was very good. And that's when yes. the Missouri Valley, they were, I believe, 24 in the RPI that season and didn't get in. The MVC yes. and Doug Elgin very early on understood a process where you could manipulate the RPI. We saw that evolve into another step in the Mountain West for a number of years. Instead mm-hmm. of playing the teams that I rip Iowa for playing, Alabama State, Savannah State, programs like that that are garbage at the bottom end of D1 year in and year out, instead of scheduling those teams, they'd go and they'd schedule a D2 program or even a D3 program. It'd be like Iowa scheduling Central for one of their, not an exhibition game, but for a real game that counts in the standings, We've seen you and I do this a couple of times throughout the years. They played the University of Dubuque. They played Warburg in the past and count them as regular season games. Yes, you still get a victory for it. You get credit there, but it doesn't hurt you in the RPI. Another way to manipulate things. And the biggest problem for the RPI throughout the years is what it was. It was a set to figure out who you played, not how you played against the schools that you scheduled. That was my biggest knock with the RPI. It was a system that was used for a number of years. This appears to be a step forward. But for the Hawkeye fans out there beating your chest, as I've complained about Iowa scheduling in the past, yes, this is probably better. Iowa in the metrics, like Kempom throughout the years, has been much better than they've been in the RPI. So this is a step forward. Still got to play well. Still have to go out there and win basketball games. You still have to schedule smart, though. And just because the metric has changed, doesn't mean playing six teams like Iowa scheduled this year is a good idea. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Um, the other big story, which is focused again on the Big Ten of college uh, football, is Urban Meyer. And I've been following this closely today, uh, Trent, and they have been meeting uh, in a uh, on-campus location at one of their buildings there on campus. And Urban Meyer has been in that hall that they have been meeting now for six hours They summoned his wife. His wife showed up about an hour ago. And just now, reports are coming out that the athletic director, Gene Smith of Ohio State, has also entered the building as well. Now, if this was going to be something that was going to say, okay, we have this, 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 and this, and we're going to suspend you for two games, all right, we're done. Trent, this sounds like it is going to be a drawn-out negotiation and something that, that Urban Meyer and, and, who, and who knows who else and fans now have, have, have come and shown up at this hall. They've surrounded this hall, fans have, waiting for the outcome. This is amazing to me how this is going down. Does it surprise you at all? Oh, no, that, that there's crazy fans? No. No. That's- no. No, no, not no. I, we know there's crazy fans. No, no. Just the length of this and the way that it's being conducted with Urban Meyer there for over six hours, and just now the athletic director shows up. Does it paint the picture that a suspension's happening, that he's being fired, that this is a buyout negotiation? Help me out here because I'm I've been over the Urban Meyer story. Just tell me when there's a resolution. I mean, what does it say yeah. to you? Uh, it signals to me that there's negotiations going on. I mean, high-level negotiations. And if that's the case, I would think that they probably would have had this thing wrapped up in a couple of hours. So this might be, at least the way that it's looking right now, this might be something really, really high-level. And I just wonder if, indeed, they're they're discussing buyout. I, I mean... I wouldn't think that they would fire him, but this seems to – I just didn't expect it to go on this far. Did you? On a day like today? Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I really don't know. I, I don't know what you're asking, Jim. I, I, am I surprised that the meeting's lasting a long time? No. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I've never, I guess, been in – I've never had a contract worth $40 million, and I don't know what the process is like. So you can help me out there. You probably know better than me. You've well, had buyouts had, before. I have had buyouts before. Yeah. Uh, and it, it has happened, and I never met for over eight hours. It's almost going on eight hours right now. That never happened. It was an hour or two, and you were done. So this is going to be really, really interesting now to see, A, if Urban Meyer – one, has saved his job. Two, did he negotiate something where it is just time served and, and the, there'll and be just, really aside, no suspension? What, what, what yeah. the hell does that mean, time served? We're not, he's I, not in jail. I know. I know. He, he is no, on, he's not. No. He's on paid administrative leave. That, that, when yes. I heard that yesterday, I, my yeah. head about exploded. What are we talking about here? Oh, time served. Get out of here with this kind of garbage. The whole thing's revolting. It's no surprise at Ohio State, though. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Jim, you, you get excited about that. 
this is something that excites me. How about the Cubs going out and bringing in Daniel Murphy, a guy that in the past has been <laughs> yeah. an absolute Cub killer. Today, Addison Russell placed on the disabled list. It feels a little bit odd, though. We continue to wonder, and after the news yesterday of you Darvish being put on the shelf for the rest of the year, you feel like you need another starting pitcher. I mean, you're not going to say no to getting Daniel Murphy for a bag of balls here, but they're not enough at-bats for all the guys they're going to have. You know, I I, I get it. Uh, he, he, he's, he hits really well at Wrigley. I mean, amazingly well. I think he's got like over a 400 average at Wrigley Field. But wouldn't, wouldn't you try to find an arm? I mean, isn't that... Isn't that more pressing than getting another hitter? Look, I, I know, Trent, they've been stinking uh, offensively here in the last uh, few games. They've only been able to muster up one run, and it's generally a solo home run, and that's it. So I don't know if all of a sudden they panicked or if that was the – maybe I don't know. Maybe was that the best deal that they could get? Maybe they couldn't find an arm that they thought would help and Murphy was offered up, so they jumped at it. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they felt that they, they had to make a move. Oh, we have to appease everybody. We'll make a move. We'll go get a guy who's known as a cub killer and, and hits really well at Wrigley in Daniel Murphy. I, I don't know. I'm shaking my head with it just like you are. Well, uh, Jim, we got to get a break here. Coming back on the other side, football season right around the corner. We're going to be talking Hawkeyes next. Pat Hardy's going to join us from allhawkeyes.com. A lot to get into, including a new running back for the Iowa Hawkeyes as a starter. Yesterday, Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator, mentioned that Ivory Kelly Martin would be the guy behind center for the first snap of the 2018 season. We'll get into that. Other battles, linebacker spot, who starts at offensive tackle, and most importantly, Hawkeye fans, Who's going to be the punter? We'll get into that next year as we continue on. Jimmy B and TC on 1700. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Boom. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home. Sponsored by Firestone Complete Auto Care. Head into Firestone Complete Auto Care to get $70 off per axle on a standard brake service. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Coupon required, restrictions and exclusions apply. Details at driveafirestone.com. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations. We overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. 
That's 729-0770. Or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right. Right roofing. Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your cars broke down. Instead, call an Audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Irvingdale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Irvingdale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Irvingdale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. Touchdown, Absolute Auto Repair. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. In 2014, the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge resulted in more than $220 million in donations to ALS charities around the world. The Every Drop Adds Up campaign was created as a way to continue the movement. This year, the ALS Association Iowa chapter has added a new event, Bucket Your Boss, will take place on Monday, August 27th at Cowles Commons in downtown Des Moines. Local companies can nominate a boss to be soaked in the fountain, all while their employees get to watch. To learn more about the event or register, visit ALS. ALSAIowa.org. This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies. For wins, for big games, for titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors, uh, these colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Summer is here, and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net The Arizona-Iowa Baseball Company has become a one-stop shop for all of your field product needs. Arizona-Iowa Mounds can provide you with anything to make your field look great and play great from portable pitching mounds to field products and equipment. With multiple items stocked for the season, Arizona-Iowa Mounds offer same-day delivery on stocked items and free field consultant to Iowa Little Leagues, high schools, and colleges. And individual lessons are available for baseball and softball players at their location. 3976 Northwest Urbandale Drive, the Arizona Iowa Baseball Company. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, give it away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515 515- 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. 
Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, we are back. We say hello to you here on a Wednesday as we take you all the way until 6 o'clock tonight right here on the Big Talker 1700. Always good when we get a chance to catch up with Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com. He joins us here on 1700. Pat, good afternoon to you. Uh, let's begin with kind of a, an overall perspective of what you've kind of been able to gather after the practice that you had a chance to watch with the kids' day, also with the interviews that you've had with coaches. Uh, where are you right now as we got, what, a week and a half or so getting ready for the start of the season on the Iowa Hawkeyes? Well, good afternoon to you guys, too. I'm pretty much the same place I was two or three weeks ago. I, I, I wrote about the kids' day column, how it didn't change my opinion on anything. We talked to the coordinators yesterday. I think this is a team that's I got to go eight and four, which seems to be a pretty popular prediction from media people and from just fans in general. You'll see a nine and three and a ten and two sprinkled in there, but I've just got too many issues, concerns at linebacker, concerns at cornerback, at punter, at receiver, even at running back. I mean. Ryan Ferentz says that Ivory Kelly Martin's their starter doesn't mean that they're going to have great success running the ball this year. And I've got concerns with their offensive line, even with Tristan Woods from Jackson. So 8-4 because of a very favorable schedule, but nothing has really changed. I mean, I have to wait to see what I see on that opening day, but I'm just, nothing I've heard has made me think any worse or better about Iowa football right now. I think that's a fair perspective to take right now, Pat. And you mentioned some of the concerns. So let's start getting into them. And what a start at the linebacker spot. You know, Monty Jones thrust forward throughout the spring, became the starter at the middle linebacker spot. The versatility, though, that they're going to have with Nick Neiman. And a lot of people have said might be a better athlete even than his brother Ben, who it looks like he's going to make the roster down in Kansas City with the Chiefs in his rookie season as an undrafted free agent. Nick Neiman, the versatility that he has inside and outside, is it going to be a work in progress? Because we've seen throughout the years, I was been more willing to adapt, play more guys on the defensive line. At the linebacker spot, though, that hasn't been the case. It feels like they find their three and, and they're sticking with those three. Yeah, I mean, I think it's got to be a work in progress when you're starting three guys that have literally no experience in every down situation. I mean, these guys have played special teams, and that's it, because if you remember, Iowa never substituted a linebacker last season. I mean, there's just no experience. I think they do have a lot of nice – it's all potential. We Until I see these guys do something on a Saturday, I can't really form an opinion. I, I mean, I do worry a little bit. Remember how much better James Morris was as a junior? Third is third or fourth year as a starter than he was as his first year. Mm-hmm. I worry that they have three guys that might struggle as first-year starters on and off at the same time, and that's a lot at a real key position. But I, I need to see him first. I I do think Nick Demons. I mean, Phil Parker's been talking about him for a while, and Phil doesn't go out of his way to compliment, but he made a comment that Nick's more athletic than Ben. He, did, he said that last year. Ben didn't really like that comment, but <laughs> I think what Phil was saying was that this kid's got a chance to be really good. So I like the linebackers on paper, but I don't know until I see him do something. 
Having a great conversation with Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com here on the Big Talker 1700. Uh, Pat, let's continue then with that defense uh, because Trent and you guys just discussed the, the linebackers and their lack of play. Are you good with everything else or are there other defensive concerns for you? Well, I think when your quarterbacks, two of your top four quarterbacks are true freshmen, which we basically found out yesterday was Julius Brents and Josh Turner, or Josh Turner might be a redshirt threat. Well, neither one has played. Put, let's put it that okay. way. Neither one has played. That's a concern because cornerbacks are a position where you like to use at least three or four guys in nickel and what have you. That, and, I mean, the defensive tackle's a concern, too, if we're going to stick with defense. I mean, especially for that first week with two of them gone, but there is not a full, full-time starter returning at defensive tackle. Matt Nelson and Cedric Lattimore both have played a lot, but neither have been like a startles from start to finish, and so it's going to be interesting to see how the help from defensive end does with defensive tackle, but yeah, I mean, there's just concerns scattered throughout the team, just like there are strengths. It's just, it's like this every year, but I've said this before, it's just more magnified with this team. The te- things that are better are really good, and the things that are concerns to me are real concerns. Talk with Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com. Pat, uh, it, it's a throwaway line. It's a joke from time to time. The punter position, punting is winning, all the uh, fairness metrics you want to throw out there. But it is important for the style that I yeah. plays. It is an incredibly important position. It was dreadful a year ago. Gersande, when he was out there, had some bright moments, wasn't healthy, had the back injury a year ago. He's back out there. But I personally was surprised when we hear, heard from Coach Woods yesterday that it's still a race. I figured at this point it'd be Ryan Gersande as the guy. What did you read into those comments from yesterday? I see a little bit of how I felt when the Stanley Withers thing was going on. I felt mm. the whole time it was Stanley's job, that they were trying to keep everybody engaged until there was no time left to keep everybody engaged. I kind of I said the same thing with the kicking situation. That they were, um, if that's the case, then Racino's must have really been struggling or the yeah. other guys are just lights out. I think it's coaching. I think they're doing it just to keep everybody engaged and motivated uh, while they can during the grind of camp. And then when it's time to make the call, they'll make the call. And my guess is the players will find out it at least a day or two before we all do. How do you, how do you perceive the guys that are not going to be able to play, that are suspended for game one? Is that kind of going to be like a rally cry like come on we gotta we have to win this because those guys aren't here or is it a case in point where they will have now some soft spots particularly that offensive line that maybe northern illinois can capitalize on can i say both because i think both will happen wow. i think they, i was going to try to rally behind this they're going to try all the next man in we're going to hear about them on that and it looks like it's going to be a Paulson and Kallenberger or a Dalton Ferguson. Whoever gets those two positions, they're going to rally behind that next man thing. And as they said, it's been successful for them in the past. But the other two guys are starting to tackle for a reason. Larry Jackson's been starting there. He was starting there all last season for a reason. They're better. And so, yeah, you can expect a little drop-off. And it's going to be interesting to see if Northern Illinois, how much they try to stop the run or if they try to really put pressure on Stansy and try to cause the passing game to unravel. Let's face it, had a great year last year, but if he was going to pass to Stanty's biggest weakness, wouldn't it be mobility and pocket awareness right now after what you've seen? And I think going to Illinois, 
Seamless. So they're either going to load up to try to stop the run, or they're going to do a bunch of blitzing combinations and do a little bit of both. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they try to blitz, but without throwing the whole kitchen sink at them, because mm-hmm. then you're vulnerable. And so, yeah, no, I think they're going to be vulnerable on the offensive line. It's obvious that they, they will be, and it'll just be interesting to see how they adjust, because I'm not completely sold on this Iowa offensive line at full capacity. So, We'll see, but that's going to be a big part is protecting Nate Stanley in the pocket. Protecting him and opening up some holes in the running game. And it was anticipated for many, myself included, that it'd be Torn Young out there for the first snap of the year. Brian Ferentz, though, said yesterday the true sophomore, Ivory Kelly Martin, is his starter at running back. Yeah, as of now, that's the way it is. And I was a little surprised because Torn Young basically been listed as a starter ever since last season ended. He was ahead of. Martin last year in the rotation, but I've always liked Ivory Kelly Martin, and I wrote a column yesterday, and I just I don't want to share the person's name, but it's a very respected person, but they said the, the stuff in private that they never thought it would go public, but somebody who had no dog in the fight or anything after that, you know, Benjamin stuff, hmm. all broke, and Iowa fans were really down. I, I remember this person reached out to me and said, listen, the best running back still in that class, and I, I'm like, what? Like, and look at the class, and I remember looking, I'm like, that's right. He's talking about this kid from Illinois, and he was. He said, this kid has a chance to be really good. It's not his fault that he's not in Texas and what have you, but don't worry. And now he's just seeing that come to fruition a little bit with him because he is explosive. He does have a little wiggle, but he's, he's a little bit of Akron. He's a little bit of James Butler. He's not nearly as elusive as Akron, but he looks good. And I do think all three are going to play, and I think all three are going to play Big rules at times, and you're going to obviously have guys banged up. But I think there's going to be times where maybe Corn Young grinding style might be better, depending on weather or whatever. But I think they feel real good about three running backs right now. Pat, uh, referencing that that offense and what you just talked about with the running game, does that mean we're going to get a lot of two tight end looks most of the game? We could get three, four. I, I mean, when you wow. four, I wouldn't be surprised if Noah Fant plays the role of a receiver sometimes where he's flanked out and then you maybe have T.J. Wilkinson in the slot and maybe a group pick or a sound buyer on the line of scrimmage. You can have as many as you want, especially if one can really masquerade as a wide receiver. And let's face it, no offense probably has faster, faster than a lot of the Iowa wide receivers. I think they're going to do a lot of that stuff, especially if these tight ends show games that they can make catches. And it's going to be up to them to adjust. The other thing, though, is what's going to be interesting with this team, and I asked Brian about this, Brian Fence about this the other day or yesterday was with Fence and Amir Smith Marset, they have as much speed at tight end and split end as they've had in my twenty some years of covering the team. And Brian acknowledged that and said we've got to come up with ways to use that. You throw in Brandon Smith and they've got some good perimeter speed now and to me it's up to Brian and the other coaches to come up with ways to utilize that. And that's what I'm kinda of looking forward to because we saw I don't know if you guys saw it, Akron Wadley tweeted uh Video of it. Granted, it was seven on seven against your teammates, but Amir Smith said showed some speed that mm-hmm. I really haven't seen since maybe Tim Dwight. It was that kind of speed. And like um, Levar Wood said to me yesterday, you can't coach that stuff. You can't teach it. You, it's there. You got to learn how to use it. And that's what I like about this team with Noah Fant and Amir Smith Marset. Poor Rutgers. Smith Marset was committed to Rutgers. Oh yeah. He flips to Iowa. They had Saquon Barkley committed. Well, no, yeah, he ended well, up he Pitts. Minnesota. Yeah, just committed to Minnesota too. And well, I was just speaking of, of Rutgers. Jonathan Taylor, who we saw had a great freshman year last year, another guy that was originally committed to Rutgers. Just yeah. never, it's not working very well out there in, in New Jersey, is it? 
No, it's not. And I, like I said, I've never been a big fan of the Rutgers. I think, I mean, you're telling me it's Rutgers is a better choice than Missouri for the Big Ten. I mean, it just makes yeah. no sense. I know the Big East, the television market, and what have you, but I, I do think Rutgers has a chance to turn it around quicker in basketball than they do in football, obviously, but I, I don't know. It's just, I, I just have never been very excited about the addition of Rutgers. I like Maryland. I think Maryland, you get the right head football coach at Maryland, and if they can just consistently mine the talent that's around that D.C., Baltimore area, they could be really good. I, I think Maryland's a sleeping giant in football. They get rid of this stuff that's here now, which I think is definitely going to happen. You get the right guy in there and watch out. Brett Bielema, what about that? Brett Bielema, yeah. get it going. Yeah, that'd get be interesting. That'd be, yeah, that'd be real interesting yeah. if that happened. I think well, that would be well, real Rutgers. interesting. And I, if, I, if I'm Brett Bielema, I'd take Maryland over Rutgers. Well, Rutgers just got eight guys suspended for a credit card scam. That's not good. When you're bad and doing bad things, that's a bad combination. <laughs> yep. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, Pat, one final thing here over to a little bit of basketball. The official schedule has been released. We found out the nine conference a week ago. Now we have the full Big Ten slate. Game one will be played in November against Wisconsin and Iowa City, November 30th, Michigan State after that, before they get back into it starting in January. One of my biggest takeaways, three of their last four on the road, including Ohio State, Wisconsin, Nebraska, who should all be pretty good. Your takeaway with the schedule now in front of us. Well, I noticed what you just Brought up the end, but also the beginning. Did you say, I mean, they play, what is it, Wisconsin, then two days later they're at Michigan State, but then three days after Michigan State they're at Iowa State, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. And that's just three brutal games, and it's just so bizarre to be covering a Big Ten home opener, like, what, right after Black Friday. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just so early to be playing Big Ten. It was already weird enough to have it in early December. Now you're having conference games in November. It's strange. It's strange, and it does. It starts tough and ends tough. And like I said, I'm somewhere between seven and thirteen, and and eleven and nine with this team. Maybe twelve and eight. I, seven, I got them somewhere between seven and eleven conference wins. And I, I don't think either will be. Obviously, the bottom would. I don't think eleven will get them in. I don't think they're going to make the NCAA tournament this year. But I sure hope I'm wrong. I don't, what do you guys think? I mean, I that's such a huge jump to go because I think it's going to take thirteen or fourteen wins. Pat, my my philosophy on that is 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 if they would have been just okay defensively, they they didn't have to be good. They just needed to be just okay. Their record would have been so much better because they they can score. I I don't know if it's going to translate to this coming season or not. I I just think that's the biggest unknown uh, that you're going to have watching Iowa basketball. Well, they did only win four conference games, so what, are they just all of a sudden going to go from four to 14? I mean, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I, mean, I hope they do, because it's a lot more fun to get through the winter when the basketball team's winning. It's a lot more fun to be around, and I don't know. I just Right now, if you had to pin me down, I'd probably say 9-11, and 10-10 and 10 for Iowa conference play. Good stuff. Well, we got a couple months before we get into that football before yeah. I pa- Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com. Pat, we'll be keeping an eye on the webpage. Thanks, as always, for your time. All right. All right, gentlemen. Have a good day, folks. Pat Hardy checking Thanks, in Pat. from the road as we get the time out here. We're coming back on the other side. More on basketball. Matt Norlander from CBSSports.com is going to stop by. What does the new metric mean? Net 
taking over for RPI. We'll get into that with Matt Norlander next here on Jimmy B and TC. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at therookiesportscards.com. Our forecast for tonight, mostly clear, cool and quiet, a low of 58. Increasing clouds Thursday with a chance of showers in the afternoon, a high of 79, and a chance of thunderstorms comes in Thursday night. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at you, savings coming at you. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Walkers, families, friends, and supporters will gather at Principal Park on October 6th for the Des Moines Walk to Defeat ALS, where they will celebrate their support and help raise awareness of the disease. ALS is a progressive neurodegenerative disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord. Eventually, people with ALS will lose the ability to initiate and control muscle movement, which often leads to total paralysis and death within two to five years of diagnosis. For reasons unknown, veterans are twice as likely to develop ALS. To join our fight of ending ALS, visit walktodefeatals.org. Oh, one more beer for me Exile needs quality So savagely Best beer in all the land Brewed with a loving hand From bottle, keg, or can Exile Brewing E-X-I-L-E For me E-X-I-L-E Let's drink Crack open a Ruthie today Enjoy your exile 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Swing it a minute. Slam dunk. Touchdown. Sports. It's Jimmy V and TC. Oh, yeah. The word you're looking for is wow. Here's Jim and Trent. We're going to finish out our number one strong here as we got Matt Norlander from CBSSports.com joining us here. Big day in college basketball. A different way to evaluate college basketball teams. The RPI is dead. Hello, Net. Matt Norlander, CBSSports.com. What's happening? Hey, man. Great to be talking with you, Trent, but this is really weird to hear your voice in the middle of August. And uh, <laughs> like the like the chat. But, yeah, I mean, for, for your audience that's listening, I understand that when you get, like, a random college basketball headline about the tournament in August, it might seem like something that's like, oh, okay, whatever. But, you know, as we get into it here, I want to just alert listeners to the fact that this will be the very biggest primary talking point by the time we get to March of next season because it will be a whole new evaluation tool that will be in place, and it's going to be the tool going forward. So it's best to, to get a hold of this now. So by, by the time we get to February and people start talking about, oh, yeah, that's right, they're not using RPI anymore. This is what they're going to be using. Well, let's get into the nuts and bolts here. I read through it. I kind of gave uh, my thoughts on it overall. Want to get yours. You're obviously much deeper in the game. You're a lot smarter than me. You understand analytics a lot better than I do, too. So help us out with this thing. What, what are we looking at? What is measured? What is the difference between RPI and net? All right, big picture. I'll try and make it as simple as possible here. So the RPI was used past 37 years by the NCAA as an official indicator as an official data point for how it ranked every team in college basketball, how it determined strength of schedule. And when these teams got picked for the tournament in seating and selection, they were, their resumes were on what was called team sheets, and all of the data on the team sheets in an official capacity was all RPI. But RPI was a very simplistic and archaic formula, which it was your strength of schedule, your opponent's strength of schedule, and your opponent's opponent's strength of schedule. And those three simple things broadly, very broadly, uh, gave you a decent overview of, of the strength of college basketball, but um, it, was, it was not nearly as advanced uh, nor as reliable 
nor as accurate as a lot of the metrics we've come to be familiar with over the past decade and a half. And so this new one that the NCAA is going to use is called the NET, N-E-T, uh, the NCAA Evaluation Tool. So get, uh, get used to the term NET because it's going to be net. all over the place uh, next season. And what the NCAA tried to do here is it, it, it teamed up with Google, okay? It ran <laughs> simulations all last season kind of behind the scenes with a number of different potential models. And it's, it's taking into account um, how often you win, when you win away from home on the road, if you lose at home, um, if you win by how many points. And for the first time ever, the NCAA is going to take into account in an official capacity scoring margin, which I think is a great, uh, great thing. Now, it caps out at 10 points. So whether you beat a team 77-67 or you beat a team 77-7, to 7, 10 points versus 60 points won't matter but 10 points versus 8 points versus 6 points versus 4 points will matter. Um, quick personal note here, I think that 10 points is too low. Mm-hmm. And I spoke with mm-hmm. uh, the NCAA today, and you know they're going to monitor that. And if they find in a year or two that uh, a, better, a better ceiling uh, for a point of, uh, point of margin is, say, 14 points or 16 points, they'll certainly go to that. I hope that's the case overall. Um, so you're, overall, you're getting a better look at how teams stack up against each other and the whole universe of college basketball. And most importantly, this NET model has predictive elements to it. So any dedicated listener to your show is obviously aware of sites like Ken Pomeroy and Jeff Sagarin's ratings. Right. Those are predictive metrics. And what predictive metrics do, we've come to learn over the years, it's not just in the world of sports, it's outside the world. Predictive metrics have a tendency to be accurate over the long term and in the big picture when they look toward the future. So what can predictive metrics do? They can tell us more accurately uh, in many instances than results-based metrics what teams are stronger than other teams. So that will particularly come into play, in my estimation, not necessarily for inclusion to the tournament, but seeding for the tournament. Um, they're going to have, you know, and they're going to look at what, teams have done against their strength of schedule, the teams they've actually scheduled, how often they've gone away from the home, who they've played on neutral courts. So there's always a lot of moving pieces in play here. But uh, one thing I'll tag this with is, fortunately, in my opinion, there are still humans deciding the NCAA tournament. So even though we have a new metric, don't think that, okay, the NCAA has a new thing going on here. We're going to look and see clearly the teams that are ranked 1 through 24 are going to be the teams that are on the 1 through the 6 line. That's not necessarily going to be the case. Humans are flawed. I think it's better for it. It's okay for the tournament not to be perfect because it's actually better for the sport to have more debate and some blowback on that selection Sunday night and then the Monday and Tuesday after. But this gets us to a better place where we're more accurately seeding the field and putting the right teams in. I happen to think this will benefit smaller schools who now are going to be afforded a little bit of a fairer team sheet overall if you're coming from a one- or a two-bid league when it comes to getting included into the tournament. Uh, Matt, let me follow up then. Will it change the way you think that teams then will schedule? And will they not schedule as many teams that are 300 or more uh, in their non-conference? Or will it have any effect on that at all? I think it will have a little bit of effect. Now, we won't see those effects for two, three, maybe four years. Because What's going to happen here is we're going to have different forces at play. One, coaches are going to have to pay attention to, okay, not just who got in and who didn't, who made the bubble and who was left out. Okay, not just that, but it's like, okay, why did this particular team, if they had X amount of wins, they did this you know, this well overall, yet they were a force to you. You look at this other team, they seem to be um, 
much less inferior yet, you know, I might have thought they were eight or nine, but yet they land on the sixth line. Why is that? So you have coaches evaluating that and changing their scheduling habits a couple of years down the road. But I, we also have to mention the fact that the major conferences, some of whom have already done this, uh, are moving to a 20-game conference schedule. Now, that's not the case in the Big 12, and it's not the case in the Big East because of their 10-team leagues. And thankfully, they are true round robins, and you get 18-game league schedules, and I hope both those leagues stay just like that. But with the Pac-12, Big 10, ACC types moving to 20-game league schedules, it removes two more out-of-league games. And so what you're going to do there is you're going to force those coaches to make some interesting decisions because you have to get guarantee games on your schedule when you play them at home merely because you're not going to be able to populate your non-conference schedule with all top 50 opponents. The, the math just doesn't – it's not going to break that way. You wouldn't possibly be able to do that. Um, I do think you'll have fewer and fewer, for the better, by the way, top 50 teams playing teams that are 250 and below. And it will create a little bit of a class difference in that perspective. But ultimately, um, w- what this is about, and the NCAA didn't explicitly do this with this intention, but it's my belief that this is what is going to help the sport. This is more about the teams that fall in that 51 to 125 to 130 range in a given year. Not overall, like just in a given year. If you're in that range and you're fighting to get into the tournament or having that large bid, um, you're going to have a better chance, and hopefully those teams that are in that middle range are going to be more eager to schedule each other. So let's just say in a given year, Nebraska might be more willing to go on the road and play at Illinois State if it knows that if it loses 77-74 at Illinois State, even though it's a loss and you'll get dinged for the loss, you're not going to get dinged as heavily in this metric and within that committee room it's my belief that the committee is getting better at this by the year, and they're putting more appropriate weight and influence on who you schedule, how you perform, and not uh, not totally, you know, killing you if you if you lose a, a tough game in a road environment. Whereas, like, it might be better if, if Nebraska lost seventy seven seventy four on the road against Illinois State than if it wins ninety one to sixty at home over Mississippi Valley State. Uh, that win basically amounts to nothing. It's, it's, it's empty calories. It's chewing on a celery stick, uh, whereas the Illinois State one, you're at least showing a little bit of courage. You go and play a good team, and let's say Illinois State is top two, top three team in the Valley that year, you're going to get some, some credit for that, and it's, it's better for the program overall. So hopefully this induces college basketball coaches to schedule with a little more ambition in true road environments uh, in an effort to boost up their non-conference schedules and enhance their chances of getting into the tournament if they happen to fall on that bubble line. Final thing for you, Matt Norlander, and I think well, very well put. Hopefully that's something we're going to see around here with the NBC and other conferences, certainly. The Commission on College Basketball, it's a big question, and we just got a couple of minutes left with you, Matt, but as the sport continues to evolve and change, a lot talked about grassroots basketball this summer, is this actually going to change anything in college hoops? Well, it's funny you ask that, Trent. So every year, uh, Gary Parrish and I at CBSSports.com, we pull more than 100 coaches. We see them on the road in July at the recruiting events, and we follow up with some of them on the phone afterwards and the weeks after, and we run a Candid Coaches series. And today's question, we ask college coaches flatly, do you think the Commission on College Basketball will solve the sports problems? 92% said no, and I think that number is lower than I even expected. I honestly thought we were going to come in at about 95 or 96% when we were all all of a sudden done there. Um, That's 
that's a bad look for Mark Emmert. It's a bad look for Condoleezza Rice. It's a bad look for that commission because, one, it, it, it kind of puts out there, in the eyes of the coaches, we don't think the people that are on this commission are in touch enough with what's happening in the sport, good and bad, to make actual change that needs to be made. And two, it almost sets up the commission from a, from a faulty standpoint to begin with because whatever's happening out there, can you even stop it? If, if people are going to break the rules and look to, look to skirt the rules, how are you really going to be able to put a stop to that, particularly when a lot of them are third-party influences? So that, keep that in mind as well. It's obviously um, a big change coming for college basketball, but the coaches don't have a lot of faith in what uh, Emmert and his commission will or will not be able to do. Well, a busy day, and it's one of my favorite articles, certainly of this summer. Looking forward to diving into that tonight. Candid Coaches Series over at CBSSports.com. Gary Parrish and our buddy Matt Norland are working on that. Matt, as always, great catching up with you, and we'll be able to talk maybe some actual hoops next time. Uh, I look forward to it, Trent. Have a great week, guys. I appreciate it. Matt Norlander, CBSSports.com. Always a fun conversation with him. And uh, basketball continues to change. A lot of evolution, Jim. It's a little bit different here. I like the move that they've made, though, getting rid of the RPI. I'm with you. Uh, It was long overdue, Trent. Uh, but we're still going to have teams, you know, crying at the end of the season that we should be in and these other teams shouldn't be. So from that aspect. In high school football each Friday night on 1700 KBGG with the Central Iowa Game of the Week starting at 7 o'clock on Fridays. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins. South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. 
Are you looking for a way to give back to the community and have some fun at the same time? The Timothy H. Hagen Humanitarian Foundation has an event for you. The third annual Tim Hagen Golf Classic will be held at Copper Creek Golf Course in Pleasant Hill on August the 25th at 8 a.m. Up to 25 four-player teams will compete with proceeds going towards pancreatic cancer research at John Hopkins. Water sustainability efforts in Tanzania through Save the Rain and Dream Team Des Moines. Sign up now at tyhfoundation.org. Spots are going fast. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Don't waste away the last days of summer in a car you hate. Join my flip-flop revolution today. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. I'm on a mission to help everyone kick back in a car they love. I'll help you flip out of your current car and flop into a nicer, newer one by paying up to $4,679 more than appraised value for your trade. Relax in a ride you'll love. My one and only for the people credit approval process is easy breezy. My team is the best there is and we know how to get you approved, even if you've been turned down before. Don't waste away the last days of summer. Be part of my flip-flop revolution. I'll pay up to $4,679 more for your trade. And you can flip out of your old car and flop into a nicer, newer car today. But hurry, the revolution ends August 31st or after we've flip-flopped 82 cars. I'm Joe Clemens and I'm a dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at ApprovedByJoe.com. ApprovedByJoe.com. www.approvedbyjoe.com. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from Unmet Expectations. We overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roofing. 